1: Welcome to episode 46 of the Women's Running podcast and our 15th workshop. I'm Esther Newman, editor of Women's Running. We kick off this one by talking about Holly's concerns about our upcoming half marathon. I do my best to allay her fears about coming last and general anxiety about a small race in terms of runner numbers. On the one hand, it's a bit of a relief not to have the pressure of so many people, but both of us are concerned about feeling a bit exposed, but we are determined to enjoy it take it slow and to keep hydrated properly. We go off on a tangent, standard, and have a giggle about sweat and where exactly we all sweat from, which makes me go a bit pink. And then for some reason we go off on a mega tangent about tights. I really have no idea why that happened. But the main part of this podcast is to discuss periods, how the hormones, the mental upheaval and the sheer presence of them can affect our running and what we can do to combat these things. Holly is venturing back into the world of periods after having been on a contraceptive pill that's meant that she's not actually had a period for some years now. So knowing this, I wanted to talk about that and about our experience of contraception and how that has affected us and our running over the past years. And then what I really wanted to talk about was the practical side of things. What can people who have periods do to manage symptoms while out on a run? So we chat about some of the options available and the things we prefer to do. We also talk about how to run on a period while keeping an eye on the environment. And we talk about some of our favourite brands, not sponsored at all, just the ones we like. So I've listed those below in the show notes. Other tangents you may enjoy in this podcast. What have the Victorians ever done for us? Aside from architecture, Christmas trees and the Royal Albert Hall, obviously. Podcast listeners can claim the best discount we have for membership to Women's Running, which is 35% off. That's less than 2 95 a month. And for that, you get our brilliant magazine and you also get loads of money off the sorts of stuff you love, like kit, nutrition and class memberships. Enter Pod at the checkout for your discount at shop.womensrunning.co.uk. Come and join Women's Running. We'd love to have you with us. So I've just emailed you, whole um, I've emailed you. Oh, have you? Yeah. Um, because this this is the extent of our training. Oh, but it you was sent just my to training kind of,
0: plan, nice.
1: Yeah. So it's cool, not a training not plan. Horrid.
0: Yeah, so it's not a
1: training plan. It's just um, in fact, I'm just gonna refer to it now. So um, our half marathon is still the fifteenth of August um or the 14th of August I-,
0: I had I was lying awake worrying about it the other night and then I have remembered because the 10k knocked me loads yeah and really made me genuinely I woke up in the middle of the, of the night and I was like should I text I wasn't going to text you at five o'clock in the morning but I did think about it for a second and I was like no stop this isn't the time but I did wake up in the middle of the night and think shall I see if I can switch to a five or 10k because that 10k knocked me so much it made me be like oh god can i do i was so slow Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm a bit anxious that this race because it's a lovely flat course and it's quite small that this might be quite good runners and there might be every chance of coming last anyway those are all my five o'clock in the morning fears (laughs) yeah i think
1: um well i don't think that's going to happen Mm. I think it might be worth having a little read of of something by Lisa Jackson yeah um, who happily comes last in races um just just to get her take on it and actually I remember speaking to her and Elizabeth Ayres do you remember Elizabeth Ayres who was
0: was she the woman that came last in the London Marathon and she did a big campaign that's right yeah they made it they made it longer didn't they because she felt like she missed out on the well the whole story with
1: her was that she was she didn't come last but she was kind of back of the pack i think is kind of the phrase and she was actually a pacer and i think she was pacing the seven and a half hour marathon runners and her experience wasn't fabulous um you know they were kind of clearing up the streets as as these people mostly women were running in in that kind of um group so it wasn't brilliant what she was so I mean, she got that all changed. And mm. um, she kind of did as a result of a kind of one social post, I think she's kind of she's she kind of brought in amazing change. And when we were speaking to London Marathon about it, they'd kind of they were creating a much more celebratory kind of atmosphere for the people that were running those sorts of times the kind of, mm. sort of half-hour times. Um, and it sounded brilliant, and then pandemic. So we haven't actually experienced what yeah, planned, well it would be like. we will experience it in October. Um, but both her and Lisa Jackson have talked about the thrill of the, the brilliant thrill of being in the back of the pack group Um, because you can just yammer away it's kind of because you're running at the the speed of chat you just chat 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 chat. yeah Mm
0: -hmm. I think that's the thing is I need to be a little bit more confident with not always being amazing at doing things I'm so bad for I don't like doing things I'm shit at and so I won't try if I'm gonna be shit Mm -hmm. and actually that there's really nothing wrong with not being the best runner in the world if even if you are walking little bits even if you might be red in the face even if your form isn't something that you massively want people to take pictures of because you look like a octopus at a 45 degree angle to the (laughs) ground then it is it doesn't matter and I do yeah I think I just need to talk a bit firmly to myself with that because first experience of a half marathon, I felt like I did all right. And I quite, I surprised myself and I felt, okay, virtual half loved it and felt thrilled, but was a lot slower. And I think Mm -hmm. I need to realize that the being thrilled is why I'm doing it. Not because I want to absolutely smash a PB out the park or make everybody else look like mugs because I've absolutely raced past them. (laughs) (laughs) That's not why I want to do it. No, no. I think
1: I know I said this before and I thoroughly ignored my own advice and stuff, but I do think that we need to like not look at time. Not look at time. This is not this is not what what other runners might refer to as an A race. This is not our A race. Mm -hmm. This is tentatively
0: easing our toes back into racing.
1: Okay. So and it's gonna feel weird and different because neither of us have done this one before and it will be a, a, a slightly small you know it will be a smaller amount of runners than at the last mm. half and it'll be a different route but a route you're familiar with.
0: I love that route. It is yeah. a rough route. So objectively, I think a much nicer route than the bath half. And mm-hmm. I presume it's not a loop. I presume that we I think it's out and back. Go yeah. out and come back. Which yeah. is always such a nice feeling because then you've psychologically got that kind of Exactly. You're on the way. You, back once you're that. halfway, then it's like, well, I've got to go yeah. home.
1: The other thing is, Hole, you have a tendency, and I'm I'm wagging a finger I I will wag the finger that I'm yeah, go for it in WAG. WAG. Um, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but what you do in your races is you forget your um your hydration and your nutrition and you have to nip into Tesco's for a bottle of Lucozade and a packet of Jelly yeah, Babies. Yeah,
0: every time.
1: So you won't be able to do that in this one. Yeah. So you've already probably saved five minutes off your PB, even if you were looking at PBs. Because, because I've not to to
0: had to, to pause to go into Tesco's <laughs> to be like, yeah, can I have your most appropriate pack of jelly babies to fit in my vest please (laughs) exactly so
1: instead you're going to have to buy all that stuff to begin with and fill up your hydration
0: yeah there's just an element of I'm going to have to be more prepared I was super prepared for the original bath half that I ran because I didn't want to look like a tit and not have everything I needed and you Mm. can't you can't just pop into somewhere else or you can't although when we did the bath half there were water stations
1: and stuff so there were water
0: stations and there were there were haribo stations yeah. and there
1: i don't know what's going to happen with this race and there may well be stuff like that there but it's really really good to be prepared and to practice i can't emphasize that enough you have to yeah with the hydration pack on even if you're going out for a 5k just wear yeah. it so that so that you know and so you've and if you if it feels uncomfortable so I went for a um what was it a 14 a 14 mile run at the weekend with a friend and I never normally do that so that was that was quite weird and quite Mm. out of generally my comfort zone although I wasn't worried about it because we we looked at our garments together to check our pace to make sure that we're and we, we were identical, Aww. which was really lovely without trying to. And I thought she would be far outpacing me. So I was really pleased about that. So we knew we weren't going to be holding anyone back yeah. or whatever. So that felt quite nice. Um, but it was interesting to see the differences between us on that run. Like she had to stop to have her gel and walk, whereas I'm used to running and eating the gel at the same time.
0: yeah. And
1: so that might be something that you might want to do to kind of time a, a walk break with mm-hmm. having your hydration or whatever. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, yeah I did, that, I, so I did
0: that in the in the race last time um, when we reached those water stations. Those It was quite nice, actually, because those were my slightly strategic so that I could look forward to the next one and lower my pace. Mm hmm. I would walk or go very, very, very slowly to drink my water.
1: Yeah,
0: And then I'd go and I'd know that it was coming round again and I would be able to have that moment of being able yeah. to. And then the last two miles, I just walked and ran. I did like a metre walk, a metre run and just weeping. <laughs> <laughs> My whole strategy of run until we get to the hydration station was really dead by the by the last yeah. couple of miles.
1: Oh, I think that's absolutely. Fine. I think that's that's kind of fair fair news, really. Yeah. And um, one of the other interesting things that I noticed um, on this run was the difference in, and this is disgusting, but because we're runners, we're allowed to talk about disgusting things, right?
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: great. Uh, like within within ten meters of running with her, we were talking about poo. I think that's... yeah that's standard isn't it but that wasn't the thing that I noticed the thing that I noticed was the sweat difference um that we've got roughly the same length hair yeah and by mile two or three um as she pointed out I had footballer hair I look like Kevin Keegan that's that's a (laughs) reference that's way too old for you yeah it's um, one I'm
0: laughing at politely (laughs) (laughs) I
1: had what looked like you know, it looked like I had gel in my hair. I had, my, my hair was sodden and mixed curly, back. Yeah. Uh, mullety and curly. Yeah. At the back. And hers was bone dry. And um, we had noticed as we, as we headed out, we both had hydration packs on. I had a litre of water that I had um, precision hydration electrolytes mixed up into. Mm. Plus I had three gels. She had one gel and half a litre of water. And, that works for her and she's yeah. kind of, you know, a good runner and everything. And I just thought, oh, that's interesting. It, it was kind of affirming because I just thought, well, clearly I sweat an enormous amount and I need to replace that yeah. salt liquid. And so therefore I do need more water. Yeah. Um, but it makes me want to do a sweat test.
0: Yeah, I'd love to do a sweat test. I also think it's interesting where people sweat from because I... So sometimes (laughs) I go to the gym with Cara and we do this spinning class together and she's the same with the head. She always complains about the fact that she looks like she has got shoe polish in her hair or something afterwards, like fully... Like sticky with sweat. Sorry, Cara, if she's listening, (laughs) but I'm sure she'd own it. But um, I don't have that too much on my head. I just get the sweatiest armpits, the sweatiest feet, very sweaty feet. Yeah. So I do think that's quite an interesting one as well is where do you sweat from? Because my head isn't really a massive one. But any creases, any creases are absolute goners. I I can't bear it. It's head, chest, chest. I don't think I'm I'm just an underboob. You're an underboob.
1: I don't have any underboob. I I didn't used to
0: have underboob until my boob growth spurt that we've discussed (laughs) on the podcast.
1: (laughs) I think mine have shrunk. I've I've noticed this with um, testing some stuff for the product awards. I I shan't mention any names, but I've definitely, I've ordered all stuff in my usual kind of bra size. And I've I've been wearing, um, I haven't been wearing proper bras for the last 18 months. And I know I can't be alone there. Yeah, little bralettes and things. So no underwire or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then so these are the first kind of sports, like proper sports bras that aren't like SML, but are actually my bra size, yeah. or what I thought was my bra size. And there's quite a lot of space in there. Mm. So I don't know, I mean, is this an age thing? Is it, have the pandemic stolen my boobs?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Given some to me in the night. (gasps) Oh, that's
1: quite nice of me, isn't it? I
0: know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the same. I think it's been really strange that um, my body's changed quite a lot over lockdown and it's well now I guess we're finally at the stage where we can start to have things like bra fittings and go and try things on but mm-hmm. it was really weird and really because we test quite a lot of stuff I had a couple of embarrassing ones where I had to send them back yeah because I was like oh I'm actually completely wrong that's not the size that I am
1: yeah
0: because I have I have no idea because it's been so long since I've been into a shop I haven't had a bra fitting for A very long time. I've got no idea what my size really is. I know what size I go for and then probably complain it doesn't quite fit, but I don't know what size I actually am.
1: I've been wearing roughly the same bra since I was about 14. Yeah, And um, I imagine I might have changed in the interim sort of 30 years
0: potentially potentially it's weird body shapes changing as well isn't it because it's Mm. not for me it's not just bigger or smaller I fluctuate loads so when I look back at pictures of myself I will almost barely recognize myself because I might have been heavier at one Mm. point but it's not gone on my face it's gone somewhere else and so I look completely different to it's really strange that my my body shape definitely changes it's not always going to be the same places that I put on or lose weight when yeah. I put on or lose weight.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm. As, as the years change, like I always used to be very much an y kind of person. So I would, the weight would go on around my middle. Yeah. So actually, if you look back at photographs of me where I, I knew because of the time, I'd think, oh, I'm, a, you know, a stone heavier or whatever. It, it, it's not necessarily because of because of my tendency to wear square jumpers you wouldn't necessarily you
0: wouldn't know
1: yeah mm-hmm. so it'd just be yeah. me struggling to wear the same jeans but yeah with yeah finding sitting down more more difficult and complex than yeah
0: <laughs> I just find sitting down a lot more comfortable when I put on weight because it all generally goes to to the booty
1: Oh, does it? Yeah. Mine's mine's always around my middle. So it's always uncomfortable. Yeah. That's why tights are never my friend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I do feel that. I've got that a little bit since lockdown that I've Mm. got starting to get a bit of a tum and I, which I love and I celebrate, (laughs) but yeah, it's slightly irritating trying to wear things like tights and trying to decide which role. (laughs) <laughs> to, to <laughs> hang it over the top of to yeah.
1: yeah I usually hoik right up under bra
0: and so yeah. it was it
1: was such a joy to find have you heard of heist Mm-mm. <laughs> not that I've worn tights for two years so I don't even know I'm talking about them but there's We'd a company no called heist. Tights
0: are for nice occasions yeah exactly
1: <laughs> they're for weddings and I've no yeah. been to one of those have they um but yeah they, there was a company that makes these tights where he doesn't actually have a proper band
0: It's just, it's just a
1: kind of the whole midsection of it is just a slightly kind of more compressed version of the normal tight fabric. And it's really, really deep. So you can pull it up to your bra and it, it behaves slightly like a very comfortable pair of Spanx.
0: Yeah, got you. Oh, they're amazing. They're amazing. Oh, I like them. The mm. other one that I've heard really good things about are snag tights. Have you seen Oh, I've I, heard
1: about them. They do lovely colours, don't they? They
0: do lovely colours. I always see them on Instagram. And apparently they're amazing for being really durable. They're mm. not, they're, you don't get ladders in them too often. And they look really, really comfy. And they do a like chub rub short thing that is designed <laughs> to go under a dress or something. So you don't get the horrible chafe of walk, enjoying a summer's day by shredding your inner thighs to pieces. Oh. And yeah, it is. Uh, I have, I've not tried those, but I'm definitely tempted to give those a go as a, cha- as a chafe.
1: Yeah. I think that sounds like a nice thing. lots of us yeah. wear running shorts and stuff underneath. Dressing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I have sometimes opted for a pair of running shorts mm-hmm. if I've, yeah, if I need. This is veering massively off topic. Yeah, we're it? talking about different brands of tights. Like, we're talking about tights. We, Even for us, we've gone too far. From but we have gone too far. Let's rein it in. Let's mm-hmm. rein it in.
1: Although, to be honest, let's not rein it in. Well, we'll, well, I'll rein it in and then go off onto a completely different tangent because one of the things I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was running and periods. And yes. It was to do with we were talking yesterday. Um, well, I, I won't explain exactly what we were talking about yesterday because this is your information but
0: no I don't mind let's go for it we were talking about me getting the coil Yes, and I mean I haven't so I haven't had to deal because I've been on the depot jab Mm. I'm, I don't know whether that's a brand or whether I'm sure other jabs are available. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe that's what a bath-based brand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> local <laughs> contraceptive jab, but um, and that's meant it's a really, really big dose of progesterone, and that's meant that I've not had periods for about four years, mm-hmm. and so I haven't had to worry about that with running at all. I've not had to sort of live by a cycle, and it's going to be interesting. It's I've cause I moved away from that because of the fact that it's a big dose. So I think it can be more likely to make you suffer from things like osteoporosis. And, um, I also have been sitting on my ass inside for most of the last 18 months as have the majority of the world. Mm -hmm. So that may have something to do with it, but I think it is the biggest culprit for kind of weight gain and fluctuation and not necessarily being the size that you sit comfortably at usually. Um, so that's why I decided to go for the coil. And mine is called Kylina. That sounds nice. I know. I do think that that's quite a sweet. So it sounds a bit like a drag queen. A, a little, yes. <laughs> a little bit like a drag queen <laughs> or a Australian pop superstar sensation. There is that. Um, so mine's called Kylina And I think and is it, it,
1: can I ask, is it the copper coil or is it the hormonal it's one? It's
0: not. It's the hormonal one. So it does a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. And I think that, probably means that I'm not massively likely to get really, really heavy periods, but I think I probably will start getting periods again and having to live by that cycle again. I'm already kind of thinking about it because since I've had it put in, I have, it's been, I've been crampy, just like a bad period. Mm. And, um, It's reminded me of the benefits actually of exercise with that. So I think for the first 24 hours, the idea, so nothing kind of dislodges or whatever is to not do anything particularly exciting. Mm. But I think if it's still a little bit crampy tomorrow, I'm, well, I should go anyway, but I'm definitely going to run basically tomorrow, whatever happens, because I remembered that actually a big thing from when I used to have periods that really helped me personally, I'm sure it's not the same for everybody Mm. was exercise. It, it definitely used to used to really help, but it will be very interesting to see, and I will report back what that's like. Yeah. But yeah, I'm venturing back into the world of of periods, of and I'm periods. quite nervous. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean,
1: I think there were like two things that I wanted to talk about. One, one, I was just I was just really interested to know what your experience had been like because mm-hmm. um, because it's been in the news recently. Um, which I'm, I'm hoping you avoided before yesterday, <sighs> um, because of Naga Mon- Manchetti, who was talking about her experience of having a coil fitted. And oh, she that's was why I saw
0: it. So I didn't avoid that. I didn't look into it, so I didn't know that it was her. But yeah. I did see a post on Instagram about an hour before I went to the doctors saying 46% of women experience excruciating pain. Yeah, <laughs> I, I uh, did. I did do gripping of table and screaming a bit. Yeah. Was it okay? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. So the procedure was for anybody who is interested in in getting it. Mm. The procedure was that she she clamped my cervix, and that was she said that Jesus. might be painful. I didn't. Not notice. a sentence you ever
1: want it's to say. It's really not a
0: sentence you want to hear, is it? So that's when I was lying there, going almost crying, being <laughs> like, okay. And actually that was totally fine. I didn't even feel that. So then I got a bit cocky and I was like, oh, I'm just obviously really hard and I'm just (laughs) not going to, this is going to be a piece of cake. And my mum had described it, presumably because she had hers fitted after having children. Mm. She was like, oh, it's just like a smear test. And I was like this is going to be t- no what a liar what a yeah. liar yeah. so by that stage I was like this is all going to be absolutely fine then I had then she said right I'm going to measure your womb mm. and that when she I, I think puts in a sort of I imagine just a sort of ruler but I don't yeah. know what it was <laughs>
1: <laughs> a slide rule yeah. a slide
0: rule <laughs> and um so then she did she measured the womb and that was just felt I think because my womb was being like get out of here mm. that kind of just felt like really uncomfortable period pains mm-hmm. and then she was like I'm gonna put it in and then I that that I thought oh maybe the maybe the womb bit was the bit that my body didn't react well to maybe this will be like when she said I'm gonna clamp your cervix which sounded absolutely horrible but was totally fine mm. and that was really nasty and that was the bit that I was where I was gripping the table and going, ah, and she was going, you're doing great. You can do it. And I felt like I was giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> but over and time, was within in. a few minutes. It, yeah, it honestly happened. She, I don't, I didn't time, but mm. she bragged to me, my lovely nurse called Emma, who was the lushest woman. She bragged to me that she could do it in under a minute. So super quick even if it was really really nasty yeah and I know horrible things can happen like perforating uteruses and all sorts of phrases that you never want to hear in your life Mm. but she was put me at massive ease because she was super confident and clearly did it all the time she was quite she's a bit older and she was quite matronly so although she was really gentle and lovely she was also a bit like stop now you're fine stop whining (laughs) and it kind of made me a bit like I kind of needed that that. yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, so I loved her um and then it was then it was just I mean it's still a little bit comes in waves a bit Mm. crampy this morning but I it was only about five o'clock yesterday half past four something like that yesterday and it was painful for about three or four hours afterwards and now it's fine. I didn't have problems sleeping or anything either. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I think I'll definitely be fine to run tomorrow. It's just the, it's just the weird image of there's this thing now I shouldn't have looked up what it looked like, but I was interested. So mm. I looked at what does it look like when it's in your womb and it looks like if I make any wrong move, then it might just poke out the side of my <laughs> stomach or something. <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's it, did did she show it to you like what it actually looks like in real life? No, but I did look up a picture, and it was kind of weirdly bigger and also smaller than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, like, I get, big when you think that's going in my womb, but yeah. tiny comparatively to most things in the world.
1: Yes, I, yeah, I think that's a very good description. I think. Um, <laughs> I think before I, went, I had mine fitted, but before. Did you
0: have, have you, yeah. Yeah,
1: between Ted and Felix, I mm-hmm. did. Um, and I had a horrible experience, actually. So oh, mine, did was, you? mine was very different, um, which I'm not entirely sure I'll go into. <laughs> I don't
0: think it's fair. Is, it, is it a bit of a horror story? Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, there's a reason we have two children. And (laughs) one of those is because I had a coil fitted. Um, I didn't get pregnant while I had a coil fitted. I had Mm -hmm. it removed and then got pregnant. Yeah, Um, But yeah, Naga Manchetti's experience um, really resonated with me. And it was something I was talking to um, Rachel who works on the magazine this week. And um, she also had a similar experience. And we were just talking about that and we were talking about um runners and contraception and periods and things it mm-hmm. was just it was just a really interesting like the, you know the stuff that's in the news at the moment is interesting because it's kind of it, it shows the kind of crap again that women have to go through well, yeah, in order I to think kind it's... of look after our own kind of sexual health and stuff
0: yeah um, although it was fine it did blow my mind that I, that I was just going to, first of all, that I was just going to a casual doctor's surgery. Yeah. And that this was just a sort of, that, that there was no kind of big deal surrounding mm. it. And being perfectly honest, although it was fine, it was a big deal. Like it was, it was really painful and it wasn't pleasant at all. And I didn't have any local anaesthetic or, mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't because I think it probably would have been equally painful to have Administer, that. But, yeah. But yeah, but I, I think, um, it it did make me feel quite sort of righteous for the rest of the day towards Doug
1: (laughs) oh yeah oh yes
0: I was like yeah I'm a goddess and I do feel as though everybody should be bowing to me right now that I've just gone through that just because I've got a bloody womb yeah yeah I felt like that until
1: I forced Dave to have a vasectomy and then unfortunately the tables have turned hugely.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh never mind. Um though <laughs> <so>, uh, <laughs> but what to kind of
0: horrid things uh, or should I know this now that I've got it? What? But because are they after things that she's experienced or was it was it a du- during the process of actually having it fitted that she had a horrible time? What, Rachel. Yeah, or, Nag- or Nagamondi or yeah, I yeah. think it's, it's
1: fitting. Um, okay sitting mainly yeah mm. um yeah I just I just never got on with it but then I didn't have the hormonal one I had the copper coil copper. one which to me sounds like it was made in the 1930s and was yeah. probably the size of a coat hanger and that may be something to do with um, some of the discomfort that I felt
0: <laughs> it does look a bit like an anchor yeah yeah, yeah, like a rusty, <laughs> rusty.
1: Finger. Yeah, it does, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, and you have to
1: pull it out with with sort of a chain or something.
0: Yeah, that yeah. kind of image.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, that's kind of how it felt. To be fair, really so um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a good time with that. What What also kind of lends itself to the running discussion is that mm. um, that one of the things that that coil does is or, or one thing that it can do is it can give you quite heavy periods
0: yeah the and non-hormonal yeah
1: and so mm-hmm. i had that after fe- oh did i have that after felix? oh no no because no, it's before felix so in between ted and felix i started having because of because of that i started having incredibly heavy periods and mm. then after felix was born i didn't have it again um because of being slightly traumatized um yeah fair. With it's insertion and removal um that yeah I just didn't and then forced Dave to go to the clinic around the corner um but then continue to have really really heavy periods Mm. and as a runner that's a really tricky thing to manage yeah I think you've got all these different kind of you've got these different things to cope with if you have a period and you're running and one of them is the emotional crap that we have to cope with hormonal crap um and physical hormonal crap so, you know, there are one or two weeks of... I mean, it's, it's, it's the idea of, like, looking at it as four weeks and, like, one or two weeks of that
0: four weeks are just it's a bit normal. shitty.
1: Yeah, yeah. two Which weeks of really your
0: month are normal weeks and the other two are just crap. That's yeah. what I'm really nervous about potentially going back into is I've absolutely loved... I imagine it's what it's like to be a man, that I just don't have to live my life by a cycle of, oh, I'm going to feel crap and then I'm going to feel really hungry that week and then I'm mm. going to blah, blah, blah. I just could carry on as normal and I wasn't ever worrying about when my period was coming at all and I I do it it, it just like psychologically even it's quite a it's quite a frightening thought going back to knowing that there are going to be times where I feel really shite and Mm -hmm. that I can't really do anything about that now yeah yeah it's it's the, the
1: powerlessness of, of yeah. that is, yeah. is kind of a bit unnerving. I like, I have a period app and that mm-hmm. does really, really help. Uh, particularly if I have really low days, I will automatically, at the end of that low day, and I should have done it at the beginning perhaps, mm. but I will automatically go on my period app and that tends to explain away and it tends to always be four or five days before my period. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Okay um but that's kind of that's one thing but practically speaking you now need to think about how you're going to cope with periods when you're running and particularly when you start doing endurance running mm. um so um and i find that you know, like the, the the kind of the sort of triple quadruple whammy of having a period being a person that has a period when you run are you've got to think about practically whether or not you're happy with the concept of someone else knowing that you you have a period so Mm -hmm. whether you want to hide you know people free bleed and stuff like that so it's kind of whether you want to hide your period or or contain it in some way and you need to think about um ways in which you want to do that and you want to think about if you if you do want to do that do what kind of products do you want to use in order to contain it and you know are you going to go down the tampon or sanitary towel route or, or or then there's another the other kind of guilt coming in here which is would be environment so then you know we're talking about exactly things like cups and so reusable be- pre- towels.
0: jab when I did used to still have periods um that wasn't such a I suppose I thought about it a bit but it wasn't such a huge conversation in my life mm. so I, I've always hated sanitary towels I really hate uh, basically just well it's no shame about it it's what works best for Mm something but I feel like it makes me feel like I'm sitting in my own filth and it's not a very pleasant feeling um so I was always would prefer tampons before the Mm pre-jab but I think now that would be a real question for me about environmentalism Mm -hmm. and I know there are some brands that some brands that we've worked with before that do Like reusable applicators, or do recyclable applicators, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I, I think I would probably be most leaning towards the pants. I think the pants just sound amazing. I definitely,
1: I, I just feel I feel like I bang on about it in almost every either if if it's not a podcast, it's every conversation about periods ever. But Mm -hmm. because I was gifted a couple of years back um, a pair of pants from BP three. Yeah. Um, and they're one of, of a number of, of period pant companies, but they, it, they just happen to be quite cute because they've got like a little scalloped bit around your bum. So they just they look really nice. They don't look functional. Yeah. Um, and I always opt to run in them if it's the beginning or end of a period, particularly, and, mm-hmm. and, and nothing else. Um, but I would also always run in black leggings. Yeah um black i do leggings, anyway just because pants, i don't black period yeah. pants. um and um and then and, and occasionally and i have used in the past a moon cup which
0: <laughs> that's the other thing that i was going to ask it what what would that be like to run with Could, would that stay in place i have no idea
1: yeah it did with me my my problem i think it's it's um my problem with with the very heavy periods that i have is that actually like when you read it so with a moon i've tried moon cup as in like the brand moon cup i've got that i think that's probably the best one i've tried and i've tried a couple of other brands um i also use there's a there's a company called dame and they yeah that
0: we've, i think we've worked with them before haven't
1: we i'm um, yeah we may have done and and i think it's oh no 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 there's dame and there's another one i think it's it might be hello girls or something like that i mm. buy it from posh waitrose and they and for every kind of packet of um sanitary towels they donate a packet to a school or something so that's lovely that's yeah really um, nice. and i think that's organic although they're disposable they're organic cotton and um, mm-hmm. uh yeah so it's all kind of it's all to the good kind of thing um, i might not
0: be a bit less uncomfortable as well if it was it hey
1: girls it might be hey girls yeah. i'll have a look i'll put it in the show notes anyway um but but that seems to and they also do a moon cup. Type thing or a sanitary cup or whatever it's called period cup anyway um yeah. yeah um people have varying degrees of experience with with moon cups and um i remember when i first heard about it i was only talking about this the other day um when i first heard about moon cups it was because um a f- friend this is probably close to 20 years ago and a friend was going on this kind of crazy adventure in the back of a truck with 20 mm-hmm. people that she'd never met before to Australia across land. And that would mean going through all the sort of countries that you might be slightly concerned about. It was all a bit Iran, Iraq, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, And it was going to take months and months and months and it was going to be this massive adventure. And she was talking about one of the other travellers that was going with her was going to be using a moon cup and she explained what this is. And we were all like, oh my God, that's the most disgusting thing. Yeah, I
0: think I thought it sounded a bit grim to start with. Yeah.
1: But now... I am a fully paid-up member of the Moon Cup community. club, yeah, totally. Because it, there is, you have to overcome a bit of a barrier when it comes to squeamishness and the sight of your own blood. Yeah, you just have to get and and you have to sort of rummage around a bit. So it's kind of getting used to that. When if you're someone like me, you are not used to that level of intimacy with your own body. Yeah, um, but and and it, and I it did take me a good three periods. To get the hang of okay. it, and I had to watch a couple of videos um, that weren't gruesome. But yeah, I
0: of- slightly get worried about the idea of because it's sort of almost suctioned when it's in place, yes, right? It is. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what I get a bit nervous about is I can feel, you know, when you get a ring stuck on your finger or something. Yes, yeah. That horrible, like
1: yeah. rising
0: panic. Yeah, that it's slightly embarrassing to get someone to help and you're just sort of in the bathroom sort of crying and sweating, trying to yeah. do it on your own. That's what I get a bit nervous about. It, that but. never, ever,
1: ever happens because mm-hmm. once you've got the hang of it, once you know what it feels like to put it in yeah. and to take it out, I mean, there's no way it, it's never, ever, ever going to get stuck. It just won't. Yeah, and um, And it's quite easy to break the seal kind of thing, which is how you, how you remove it yeah and I think now I've never done it in practice but for me it seems like it makes all the sense in the world for this to be what you would use if you were going running uh like on a trail or something for for several hours um you don't have to change it I can't I can't feel it yeah I I think for someone that bleeds a normal amount though God knows what that is but certainly Mm. not me and certainly not the first day of my period but um it's supposed to be the theory is that you would you put it in in the morning and you take it out in the evening and and wash it and then reinsert it overnight so you only have to do it you know yeah twice a day um what i find with my periods is that it it's a two-hour turnaround Um, Oh really oh god it's bloody horrible hole um so um for a short run on that first day then yes i would and you can't feel it when it's there Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I would be much happier because they, they, they contain something like four tampons worth. So I would be much happier going on a run with a moon cup than I would any other form of yeah. kind of sanitary stuff.
0: And if you're doing a longer thing and you are you are very heavy at that point, then mm. moon cup and pants combo could moon be a winner. Moon cup and pants
1: combo, yeah. yeah. You can even get period leggings. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. So if you were particularly heavy, that would be if I you know what if I was doing a trail race yeah if I was going to be out for like four to six hours and it was the first day of my period I would like triple bag myself with (laughs) 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 pants leggings everything in the darkest black you can possibly imagine like the whole shebang I think is what I do um yeah so it's kind of it's got, kind of, you know, there, there are all these kind of, it's a number of options, isn't it? And I think. Yeah. yeah I'm quite interested in the idea
0: of pants and leggings because I think, I just don't know because it's been so long. Mm. But um I, my periods weren't ever massively heavy and I kind of feel quite liberated by the idea of just going out. And let's be honest. A lot of the time that you come back from a run, it feels like you've perioded all in your pants anyway, because yes. it's all so sweaty. It's very the, sweaty there, isn't it? It's all very sweaty there. Yeah. And yeah, it can only be likened to the feeling of like when you get up in the morning and you're on your period or something. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe that it, it, there's something about that that doesn't feel gross to me because it's like, yeah. well, I'm, I, I know that I'm used to that being quite a moist. Oh Yes, God. there is definitely Ugh, that well you, I said that but you know what I mean. <laughs> there is definitely that yeah, that feeling of yeah, when you wake
1: up in the morning and it's heavy day one and it just feels like the world has dropped out of your vagina. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's the quite, waterfall, the waterfall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it is all, yeah, all those things the kind of those period pants. I just think are a genius yeah. genius move and it does make me feel and 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 then you have the double whammy as as a woman well, as a, as a person, frankly, yeah, um, you have that kind of double protection that, like I did on that twenty mile run, you get to the last mile and you think, well, I'm not going to stop even if I do need a wee. Yeah. And then when you get to the end, thinking I really should have stopped, shouldn't I? Because <laughs> you know, a, a little bit extra has fallen out there. Yeah. Um. And you, you know, your, your pelvic floor is not what it should be at twenty miles, is it? So, um, to have that level of security, yeah. for wee and period is just amazing amazing yeah yeah so i, yeah, do, I, mean, I
0: should I... just start running in period pants anyway if they're absorbent and comfy or do they feel is there a thickness no that um,
1: you know i mean they they are they are a little bit thicker mm-hmm. um god am i gonna have to say the word gusset potentially <laughs> it's done now <laughs> it's done I've crossed that bridge <laughs> I said moist oh Jesus let's yeah. not put those two things together no um, please <laughs> uh-uh. um yes it is it is a little bit but um uber uber comfortable so it doesn't it doesn't it. feel like it's not like putting on a sandwich towel in 1982 where you also needed kind of hooks and the help of your mother to kind of climb into it and stuff like that (laughs) it's they it does feels like and and because of the way these are you these are created as well they're they're made in um like sporty technical wicking fabric so the yeah that's good the other part of the pant that isn't gusset it really helps with the the kind of chase that you were talking about that's why
0: i'm kind of tempted to just get some anyway Mm. before i know what my periods are going to be like and just start trying to sort of practice running in them because I do tend to find that that's an area that chafes a bit because I've not really got any of the right kind of pants for running. Mm-hmm. I just wear my most comfortable M&S pair and I've never really thought about proper technical running pants. And I think that sort of would be quite a nice investment of killing two birds with one stone because, oh, the idea of sweat-wicking pants, seamless. Oh, they're amazing. pants. And she oh, does it like they do. Them.
1: She does them in a, in a kind of seventies sort of fit, which is my go to. Like I go for a kind of um, a bikini brief, I believe is, oh. is the phrase that MS <laughs> might use. I don't know what yes. she uses. Um, but she also does a full blown right up to your belly button. Um, nice. and I have a pair of those too. And for, for the big overnighters, when I know it's going to be horrific then those go on underneath my pyjamas plus whatever. I I basically need a nappy on those nights. It's so unpleasant.
0: I hate that feeling. That's what I really don't want to return to is, you know, the nighttime sanitary towels that literally feel like you've stuck a piece of cardboard in your pants. And And you walk
1: like you were born on a horse. Yeah. uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Moon cup all the way moon cup Absolutely. all the way yeah. and i've weirdly but i'm weirdly slightly excited because over the last sort of four years or so i can't even remember when I started on the depot jab Well, I think it was two thousand and seventeen actually, so mm. yeah four years ago um, i um yeah, that was when all of these things started becoming a bit more popular, and I started to see things about moon cups, and period pants, and i've obviously was of course, let's be honest, glad to not be having periods, but was also quite like, oh, I'm quite jealous of that. Quite yeah, like you're missing that a out on products, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I want to try that. If everyone's raving about it, I want to give it a go. So quite excited about trialling some of those things. Um, and of course, the smugness of being a moon cup user and going, yes, and I don't use cling film either. No, yeah, <laughs> I am better than you. <laughs> I yeah. You almost need it written on a
1: t-shirt or something, don't you? Yeah. Now what was it? Isn't there who's that? Um who's the woman in literature? Um, what's her name? Um Camellia. Um oh god, what's that? There's the st- the, the the French prostitute. Oh um, I've forgotten the story, but it's ba- isn't it basically what um what's the Baz Lerman film with Nicole Kidman in it? Um a Moulin um, Rouge. Yeah. It's, I yeah. think that's, that's kind of part of the same story. It's the kind of this famous story. Cabaret
0: and, thingy.
1: Yeah. But the main character in it is a sort of famous prostitute who would wear, I think, like a red camellia when she was on her period so that her clients knew not to. Not you know, to just give her any grief. Not to give her any grief. And I have <laughs> suddenly, you know, I've thought about that at home occasionally I really, but that really like
0: that idea <laughs> I really like that idea red camellia
1: yeah and I wonder if maybe that we could um dream up something that if we become part of the smug moon cup community that there yes. must be a smug moon cup community t-shirt stroke facebook group
0: maybe we need little badges that tatoons. are moons yeah <laughs> and we wear we wear moon badges Yeah. Just to show everyone, just to show everyone how brilliant we leave me are. alone at the moment, but yes. also don't forget that I'm pretty impressive.
1: Pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Using medical grade silicone
0: rather yeah, than... Because I care. Yes, because I care.
1: <laughs> also like new products.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also like giving things a go and don't like being left out of movements, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: moon cut movement. I think it probably is a movement now, isn't it? I mean, it's so it's so easy to talk about this sort of stuff. I can't believe how far we've come in the last sort of twenty. Even within the last ten years, I remember a flatmate saying that she she did this brilliant thing of of um, trying a new kind of environmental practice once every month so she did I can't remember what year it was probably like 2010 or something and every mm-hmm. month in that year she was like I'm gonna try this and if I like it I'll carry on doing it for the rest of the year if I don't like it I'll end on the 31st of, of that and so nice. I, think I love that it was really good so I think you know she tried like veganism and she tried um and and from each one she learned something and she carried, carried on with it she didn't necessarily do all of it yeah um but she but picked she, up bits. So. Yeah, exactly. So I think with the veganism one, I don't know. She went. She definitely went full vegan for a month. And then she continued some of the food that she'd enjoyed, she continued having. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Which but is it what it's
0: all about, really, if you're doing it for environmental reasons, isn't it? It's just
1: cutting Just cutting down. stuff down. Yeah. yeah. And seeing what it's
0: like. Um, in one of those months, she
1: did try a moon cup. And I remember at the time looking at her as if this was the oddest thing in the world. I was just like, I think, you know, it's a step too far. You know, yeah. with your environmentalism, I think this is you've gone from being I'm going to recycle my cardboard to full on hippie. And I'm I'm you know, and I remember sort of backing slowly out of the room as she was telling me this, and I was like, Oh my god, yeah. oh my god, I don't want to go to the bathroom after you. This is going to be horrific. It's going to be like mm-hmm. Harry. Um <laughs> and <laughs> But it wasn't. And I know that she was, you know, within within one period, she was a fully paid up member of that community and was just saying, This is absolutely brilliant. And it took yeah. me- years to follow her but when i did w- and when i bought my moon cup and after three periods when i got myself sorted to it, i and and she now lives in a, she lives in africa mm. but i i messaged her to say
0: i got one too got one. Like,
1: yeah well done five years later
0: like, oh. also the expense i imagine mm-hmm. is how much is the moon cup 15 quid or something yeah yeah and then that's it and that's then that's it, it. rather mm-hmm. than you know three quid on a box tampons and then you've got to get i again can't really remember but i i don't ever really remember feeling lush about the idea of sleeping with tampons so then you'd have to get make sure you had those huge, horrible sanitary towels that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. And all sorts of paraphernalia that you're buying on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. That until recently, am I right in thinking that that's been changed now? But until recently, we had to also pay tax on on. yeah. And the idea of just 15 quid, that's your moon cup, lasts you a few years, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them kind of suggest that you know, up to ten years, sort of thing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, which I think is maybe a little extreme. Um, but yeah, I definitely I had my first moon cup for two years. Mm. Um, so yeah, which, yeah, and that was like fifteen quid. Fifteen quid for two years.
0: Amazing.
1: I know. Absolutely. Really
0: being very economic about your period there.
1: Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I, I really, really want to ensure that felix is aware of stuff like that Mm -hmm. and when she gets to that age um you know that although thinking about that makes me feel a bit weepy i don't Mm. want her to get to that age although that's really bad isn't it just she was asking what periods were in the bath and it was just it's such a difficult it's such a big big concept and such a difficult one to explain to a six year old and and kind of because they started off talking i think ted said um he said do women grow hair on their faces like men do the minefields you have to tread being you know it's like well yes they do um but not in the way in which i think you're you know sometimes they they might do but you you know and i realize i'm treading this whole political correctness as well as trying to explain what goes on Mm -hmm. with hormonal changes as you grow up and he's just hearing about it in school and then and then once we'd started talking about hormonal changes and stuff that boys go through um he said well what about girls and phoenix was saying what's going to happen to me and i said well (laughs) one of the things you're going to have is you know you'll grow some boobs and phoenix was sort of looking at her her tummy a bit and just thinking well where where will they come from they're
0: gonna go yeah
1: (laughs) 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 and then um and then we talked about periods a bit but I think the joy of having a six year old is that they ask these massive questions like, why do we all die? And yeah. what are a and period? Then they'll be like- what's, what's a period? And where do babies come from? And you start explaining, and they just get bored and go off yeah. and play Lego. So it's like, oh, that's all right then. I'll just keep Yeah, fine. We we'll talk about yeah. that
0: later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do remember the feeling of, of when I st- first started my period of, it, again, became as tends to be a theme in my life, actually more of an existential crisis than really it needed to be. But (laughs) I remember that feeling of like, Oh my God, this is for so, so many years. This is until I'm about 50 that I have to deal with this every month and Mm -hmm. sort of trying to calculate or how many that meant that I would have to endure. Yeah, And I mean, that is how it feels for the first few. And then you just get on with it and it's life isn't it but it was yeah. a really horrible thought to start with it it was like oh here we go here, here we it go. comes yeah this is now this is me this also is me the until kind of, i'm
1: in my 50s the pressure of it i think you know when you're you know in your early teens and you get your first period you just think you know and everyone starts saying you're a woman now And uh, yeah oh jesus and it turned out I couldn't a tell anyone either because I
0: remember we had sort of um, not very familiar family friends around for Sunday lunch. So I just started my period and then I had to come and sit back down and go, oh, lovely roast potatoes. Yeah. And carry on as if this huge thing that Massive everybody had thing. been saying, yes, you're going to become a woman when this happens to you or whatever thing, yeah. which is weird. That's kind of weird. Why do we <laughs> say that? Let's not because say that to 12 no, and 13 year olds. Because I'm guessing that the, the sort of perception of that is that you are conceiving. You yes. can conceive now. You can have a baby now. You can have a baby now. Yeah. And most people who start their periods are, I think I was 12 and was, yeah it's not at all what was crossing my mind whatsoever yeah. and I didn't become a woman I did not know what was going on yeah. I was wearing Looney Tunes pants when it started that's how young I was I remember <gasps> oh <laughs> poor baby holes I'm sparing oh. a thought for her now having to go back to her Sunday lunch with a wobbly lip pretending everything was fine
1: <laughs> oh I was wearing beige chinos oh no that family dates me doesn't it? <laughs> beige chinos but I was also at a family lunch.
0: Yeah. 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 Were you? Yeah. What's going on there? I don't know. So like that don't gravy. Know. I was oh. a lot older than you though. I was 14. Really? Yeah. I was quite small. Yeah. Some people I know started to when they were, I think I know a girl who started to when she was nine. Yeah. Can't I can't imagine that.
1: Yeah. Girls are starting a lot earlier these days. Yeah. It's probably our fault for taking the pill for so long and kind of infecting all the water and the whole of the world. making it very hormonal but um yeah that's why we need to talk about periods at the age of six just in case things change radically in Mm -hmm. the intervening and you know you don't want you know I've had friends that didn't know anything about periods and they did have carry moments when they had their first period because they were just like I'm hemorrhaging yeah um you know so
0: yeah I do think about that quite often actually what must hmm. the first period have been like (sighs) every person who had a period in the olden days yeah. must have thought that they were dying
1: yeah 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 or maybe maybe I don't know maybe in the olden days they were happier to talk about it I reckon it was the Victorians which stuffed us do you think they, they didn't want it? to talk about anything least of all mm. ankles but definitely <laughs> <laughs> definitely not bleeding yeah so I, I blame them I blame Victoria
0: yeah I always do actually I find yeah. that's a nice way to just direct my rage yeah, Is it at the Victorians. At the Victorians. Yeah, yeah. they covered yeah. up snowlegs. Complex sake. about death. Thanks for making me feel embarrassed about my ankles. Yeah, yes. all of those various issues. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Utter, utter bastards. However, Christmas trees. They are They're, nice. Yeah, yeah. So there's the Christmas tree thing.
0: There's there's a nice what? hall. Got a nice hall out of it.
1: Yeah. Oh mm. yeah. 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 <laughs> sort of slightly overblown my house uh yeah we, actually maybe it wasn't so bad they did, did gonna be like things. what did the romans ever did for us
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we
1: anyway we have veered so significantly off tangent i think it's we have to bring to a close
0: yes i hope that that wasn't too much information for everybody and that was I, I always feel very chill chatting about that stuff because I think of the kind of you can't talk about it that I think everybody grows up in slightly that now I'm older I'm like let's talk all about vulvas I don't care let's do it <laughs>
1: and I think it's great it's, it's great also that the, the kind of the two angles where we are coming from it where I am hopefully hopefully on my way out mm-hmm. um, not in terms of life expectancy but in terms of period expectancy and yeah and you're kind of firmly kind of in the middle of it all.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm weirdly coming back in. I'm about to be the 12-year-old at the yeah. family lunch again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't wear chinos. No. No. I
0: don't have any fun, basically, for the next. I,
1: although, I mean, Looney Tunes pants sounds like it might be a worthwhile investment if they do that in a period version.
0: Yeah. They were, nice. really they, were, they were nice. I really yeah. specifically remember they were nice. They were red which did make things slightly difficult to um, tell what was going on. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh. oh God. I'm so pleased I'm not 14 anymore. Yeah. It
0: was really frightening and not yeah. very, but yeah, mainly for me just because of the kind of, Oh God, this is going to be forever Yeah. that I tend to spiral into rather than, taking one day at a time. I remember being quite freaked out by all of that. It was actually really weird yesterday because I didn't have any or so far touch wood, haven't had any, but she did say you might have some bleeding and spotting and stuff after the coil. And I didn't have anything in the house because I haven't had a period for so long. I think I had Mm -hmm. a couple of rogue tampons, but I don't think you're supposed to use them for the first couple of days.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and you might not so, want to
1: put anything else up there after
0: it, that. Yeah, the idea yeah. of uh, sort of anything going near now yeah. is a bit like, I need, some, I need time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need time to forget.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do so love a bit of period chat. The thing is, we all have such wildly different experiences and what works for us may not work for you. But hopefully there are a few ideas there to be getting on with. It's my continued hope that by talking about this stuff more often, the conversations will get easier and that as our kids grow up, they have access to every bit of information they need on how to manage their periods the best they can and that the people around them engage with them about their periods and hormones with interest and without embarrassment. This podcast was recorded over Zoom. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Podcast listeners can claim the best discount we have for membership to Women's Running. Which is thirty five percent off. That's less than two ninety five a month, and for that you get our brilliant magazine, and you also get loads of money off the sorts of stuff you love, like kit, nutrition, and class memberships. Go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WR Pod at the checkout for your discount. Happy running.